Welcome to The Randy Report. I'm Randy Slavacek, your host. I'm also the writer and editor of TheRandyReport.com, where you can find me every single day on the internet reporting on the daily news cycle in terms of politics, pop culture, and entertainment news of interest to the LGBTQ community. Since 2012, when web series were just beginning to capture the attention of online viewers, the creative team of Rick Kopp, Joe Deedle, and Ben Zook has made Where the Bears Are the comedy mystery web series, accumulating over 40 million views since its premiere and winning awards like Best Gay Web Series from AfterElton.com and Queerty. Where the Bears Are follows the exploits of four bear roommates sharing a house in the hills of Silver Lake, Los Angeles. It's often described as the Golden Girls meets Murder, She Wrote, but with big hairy gay men. The show has a worldwide fan base and the creators and stars have been flown to Europe, Australia, and Mexico due to the show's immense popularity. For the past four seasons, the series has been funded by the show's fans via crowdfunding campaigns that have allowed the creative team to produce Where the Bears Are to the high quality that's made the show such a success. According to press material, season seven promises to be one of the campiest and most outrageous yet, featuring a bear beauty contest, a crazed stalker that's targeting all of the bears, and shocking plot twists. The season will be sure to dazzle diehard fans and new viewers alike. Today, I'm chatting with the oh-so-handsome Ian Parks, who plays Hot Toddy on the series. Over the years, Hot Toddy has gone from a woofy sleepover date to marrying his love Nelson to becoming a secret agent at the International Security Agency. Ian is here to give us the update to what to expect in the upcoming season, as well as share why the crowdfunding campaign is so important to the series. Let's take a listen to the theme song to Where the Bears Are, and then we'll chat with Ian Parks. Ian Parks, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm awesome. I cannot believe that you guys at Where the Bears Are are about to approach season seven. Can you believe that you guys have been doing this since 2012 and so successfully? I know. It, like on my Facebook page on the uh, On This Day feature, I was looking back through today. And a year ago, we were fundraising for season six. Two years ago, we were fundraising for season four. Five years ago, we were filming season two. And it's just sort of like, oh, my God, we've been doing this so long. But uh, it's awesome. It's It was this totally unexpected ride that we've been on for the last six years. And hopefully, if we make our Kickstarter goal, we'll be able to do season seven. And it's kind of surreal. You've gone from waking up in Nelson's bed at the top of episode one to mm -hmm. now you're like the hero of the season. You're a, you're a secret agent at the International Security Agency. You're the director now. Yeah. You're patching cut brake lines as a camper hurdles down the mountain with nipple clamps. <laughs> Which is totally realistic, of course. Totally, of course. I mean, it, yeah. you put it all while a porn scene is being shot in the back of the camper. Oh, of course, stands to reason. As these things happen. It's still Rick and Joe and Ben who have been with you from the beginning. They conceived the show back in 2012. Do they still surprise you with plot twists that they come up with? Is, does anything surprise you anymore? Not really. I mean, sometimes I haven't gotten the script for season seven yet. They said they'd be sending it any day, but I did get – at this point, I get to request stuff now, which is cool because, oh, you, you know, we sort of talk – 
each year. It's just like, what would you like to do next year if we get to do it next year? I had a couple suggestions for something that I wanted to do, which they incorporated into the script. And I also said, I want to make out with this certain cast member who I've never even gotten to do a scene with. Can you please write me a sex scene with that person? Awesome. And they obliged. I was so happy to find that was in there. <laughs> How has making this series evolved over the years? Because, you know, I'm a huge fan of web series. When you guys debuted in 2012, I had just discovered them. I think the world had just discovered them because they were still kind of a new thing. Right. I love them because uh, a web series has like eight to 12 minute episodes, perfect for my short attention span. And the other cool thing though that you guys do is if you buy the DVD of the season when it comes out, you, you guys actually shoot it so the whole series goes together into like a two hour movie that you can just hit play and watch the whole thing, right? Yeah, and there's also like when, when we shoot certain scenes, we shoot like the YouTube version and then the DVD version and the DVD version is often oh, yeah. a little more explicit oh, uh, yeah. stuff that we can't show on YouTube. So that's always that's always fun and interesting and a plus and that's something we actively try to do. It's just like let's show something different in the DVD, give reason to people to go check it out as well as all the bonus features and holiday specials and things like that. But the first year like the first year, I mean, if I go back and watch the first season now, it's like, man, this this looks rough. Like <laughs> compared compared to how it looks now, it's just like the first season was rough. Like the sound was less polished, the lighting was less polished. I even remember, like we would be shooting season one, and it's just like, should we do another take of this? And it's just like, no, it's fine. And now we just do it until we get it right. You know, it's a credit to Ben, Rick, and Joe that they are able to take this modest budget and stretch it as far as they do. I mean, they're calling in every contact they have, every favor they they've accumulated over their careers. We're we're they're pulling strings in every different direction to try and make this happen. So it's kind of miraculous to see it in action. But uh, it, last year when we got the, usually the first week or so that we're shooting. It's a little rough, like we're getting back in the swing of things. Last year, like the first day, we were just like, okay, we know, we, we got this. It's like, this is a well-polished machine at this point, so let's just get on with it. And this year, if we get to do a season seven, then, um, it'll be our shortest shooting time yet. Oh. So, like, we'll be shooting the entire thing in a shorter amount of time than previous seasons, and... If we actually make this Kickstarter goal, which ends on March 2nd, we're planning on starting shooting March 4th, which we've never done it that fast before. Like usually, wow. usually there's like six weeks or two months between the Kickstarter and shooting. We're starting two days after the deadline for the fundraiser. So God, I hope we make the fundraiser because then it would be a little awkward. <laughs> <laughs> so... You know, you mentioned the Kickstarter campaign, which you guys have now used for four seasons, I think. This will be your fifth season to fund. You have a $150,000 goal. You have a little less than two weeks at this point. But what I love about the Kickstarter campaign for you guys is, you know, I, I was watching the last episode of season six, and you have this great montage of these pictures of all the people that have contributed and, and given money and supported and ordered DVDs and merchandise and stuff. And you guys have such an amazing, diverse audience and fan base. Do you guys hear from the fans very much about what they want to see or why they love this series or why they, they just continue staying with you guys other than the fact that it's fun and, and over the top and campy and lots of furry guys? We, we always get suggestions about, oh, maybe there should be a storyline with these characters, oh, but... Yeah, we, we uh, not to say that we don't listen to them, but it's like 
it's like Star Wars fans. Like, Star Wars fans want to see this, and if you don't give them this, then they don't like it. Like, all this backlash over the latest one. So it's like, I like the latest one, but a lot of fans didn't. So instead of trying to listen to what people want to see, we, sh we try and show them what they don't know they want to see. Right. So we're always trying to do something new and take the characters in new directions. And actually, if we get to do Season 7, uh, the plot line that we've discussed so far, we get to see sides of the characters that we've never seen before. And I think after six full seasons going into a seventh, it's like you need to you need to show new sides of these people because you don't want it to get stale. You want to sort of explore new territories. So that's what we're always trying to do. And I understand the, the backdrop of the next season will be in Palm Springs with the Mr. Bear America contest. Yeah, we're doing something kind of cool. Like uh, in the previous seasons, we always have a house, like the house where the characters live. That's right. like our home base. This year, we're, we're not at home at all, so Todd's not going to be in his office at all. Like, we're on vacation in Palm Springs the entire season, which means we're sort of fish out of water. We're out of our element, out of our comfort zone, which is great for storytelling possibilities. And it also sort of—because, you know, like with season six, it's like after five years, uh, you have these subplots that you have to keep going, and it's sort of— it, the thing practically writes itself because you, you have to keep following the storylines. And now this year we get to sort of like break out of the storylines and do something completely new and different. You know, obviously we'll still be following up on the subplots and things like that, but we get to sort of be a little more loose and fast with it, which I'm very much looking forward to. I thought that was a great idea. Oh, I do there. too. And, and for location, I think what a great place for you guys to be because there's there's such a community in Palm Springs. You're yeah. going to have a lot of places you can shoot, I think. I think it's going to open up. It, it, I just think it's a great idea across the board. Yeah, uh, apparently, like I was asking them about uh, locations and things like that, and they said that everyone in Palm Springs, like we have a high saturation point in Palm Springs. Like a lot of people know the show. A lot of people know who we are. So when they call up a bar and ask if we could potentially shoot there, it's like an immediate yes, yeah. which is refreshing and nice that I think maybe that's why it's happening so much faster this year is because it's sort of like, Oh, well everyone is happy to have us. So let's just pick where we want to do this and let's get on with it. So we'll see how it goes. Well, I want to mention one more thing because speaking of mysteries and solving the mysteries and everything, you actually solved a little bit of a personal mystery on Facebook yourself. Did because I? yes, you did. Because you you share with us on Facebook. <laughs> I, we're friends on Facebook. I have no idea where this is going right now. By the people way, people steal your photos all oh. the time. They pretend to be you. This has been a source of irritation for you for so many years. And I saw recently, like a, a week or two ago. You you actually were in contact with someone and they had someone on like Growler or a, a dating app and they were pretending yeah. to be you and I think you like took a picture with the guy who helped you but and you sent it to the guy saying you, this is not you this is me. Well, no, it was like I was in Palm Springs for uh, IBC weekend. We were uh, doing the screening of season six and promoting the Kickstarter. And this guy, I'm sitting in the lobby of the Hard Rock Hotel, and this guy comes up to me. He's just like, I was talking to someone on Grub, on Scrowler, uh, Scruff, Growler, Growler, Growler. I was talking to someone on Growler who was using your, your pictures, and he was like 5,000 mile, miles away. He lived in Spain or something. And I said, those aren't your pictures. Uh, and he and the guy in Spain was like all of acting offended. Like, what do you mean they're not my pictures? Of course they're my pictures. <laughs> and he comes over and tells me, he's like, just this morning this was happening. I'm just like, dude, go get your phone. 
So he comes back with his phone and we take a picture sitting next to each other. And the, he sends a message to the guy saying, you know how I know it's not you in those pictures? Because I'm sitting next to the guy in those pictures. And I was like, oh, awesome. <laughs> I'm sure that person could care less and will continue to use my pictures. And it used to be a real source of um, aggravation. Like it used to really bother me. And now it's just it's just kind of funny at this point. Like, really? Another one? Like I've, I have a list that I keep whenever this happens. I keep track. I've been keeping track for years. I have documented over 250 instances of people stealing my pictures on various sites and apps. And it's just ridiculous. I just thought it was hysterical that you actually kind of busted someone uh, like live in real time yeah, well, <laughs> after all these years of people doing it. I just don't get it. Like, I don't get why someone would do that. I don't yeah. also don't get what they could possibly be getting out of it. And I don't get how they think it's in any way, shape or form acceptable behavior. I just, I don't get it. And I don't get why it happens to me. And I just, it's, it's just something that it more amuses me than bothers me anymore. So whatever. And, and that's how I took it at this point, but I, I thought yeah. it was fun for us to get to share in that on Facebook. <laughs> got him. I, was, I got one. I was a little ple yeah, I was pleased with myself. I, I have to admit, I was just like, yes, that, that was almost scripted. It came out. So yeah, it, well. was, it was almost a hot toddy moment there. Ah, that's, <laughs> that's what you want to call it. I prefer to call it an Ian Parks moment. I'll so. give you that. Yes, absolutely. Yes. Well, thank you so much for having time to talk. I want to remind the listeners that you have until I think the Kickstarter campaign ends March 1st at 9 p.m. Pacific time. Um, uh, March 2nd, I want to say. Okay. Well, Either way, uh, let's I think say we March have... 1st and get the money faster. Yeah, we have 13 days at this point. And as always, thank you for taking the time to talk to us and help us plug this fundraiser. It's always a nail-biting fundraising experience trying to make this goal. So we appreciate the we appreciate the assist. Oh, absolutely. Hopefully we'll be getting to work on Season 7 in 16 days. I'm still a huge fan. I, I was watching the credits roll. I saw my name because I contribute every year. I want to make Yay. sure. I don't just watch. I, I contribute. I want everyone thank to do you. so. Everyone, if you want to donate, uh, the easiest way to get there is to go to wherethebearsare.tv. There'll be a pop-up with a link to the Kickstarter campaign and give some money to help these guys. It's fun, it's over the top, it's campy, and you get to see Hot Toddy be a secret agent now and he's super hot. Anyway, thanks Ian for having time to, to chat. I know you guys are gonna get the money. I, I'll be shaking the trees with you guys and I look uh, forward to season seven. Yeah, me too. I, we have some fun stuff. I'm, 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 any day now, I'm supposed to be getting the script. So I'm very much looking forward to diving into it and getting to work on this. And awesome. again, thank you for your help. And thanks to all the people who have contributed to the Kickstarter. And thanks to all the people who are going to contribute. Please do so immediately. Right <laughs> and get, we thank you. Yeah. Awesome. Thanks for chatting, Ian. Sure thing. As I've made clear, I am a fan of Where the Bears Are and have been since 2012. I think it's terrific, over-the-top, campy escapism for eight to 12 minutes an episode i can just turn off my brain and laugh at where the guys take us and every season the writers and the creators seem to take us in new places that we have no idea where we're going and then they top that one of the things we didn't talk about very much is when you contribute to the crowdfunding campaign for where the bears are you become part of the Where the Bears Are community, and they let you know about when new things are happening. You get to see the trailer for the season before other people do. And also, if you contribute, you also get little bonuses. For instance, if you donate $25 to the campaign, you are thanked in the closing credits, like I was, I saw my name, for being a part of the community. 
For $35, you not only get thanked, but you get a digital download of the entire season presented as a movie, so you can see the entire season that way. If you pledge $50, you get thanked, you get the digital download, but you also get a two-disc DVD of the uncensored full-length feature version, including some nudity and extras and also bloopers and outtakes and deleted scenes that you won't see on the regular season on YouTube. So there's a lot of fun involved with being a part of the Where the Bears Are community. And I just want to encourage you to be a part of it. And not only is it fun, but I get asked often, why isn't there more LGBT-centric programming or TV series or movies or music created by or specifically for an LGBT audience? And it's here. And that's why I want to showcase and spotlight these projects on the Randy Report so that you know about them and you can be a part of them. So like I said, if you want to be a part of the Where the Bears Are community and possibly donate to their crowdfunding campaign, go to wherethebearsare.tv and there'll be a link to take you to their Kickstarter page and you can check it all out. And that brings me to the end of this episode of The Randy Report. I want to thank you all for listening and remember that if you go to my iTunes page and click the subscribe button, every time I record and post a new episode, it'll be sent straight to you automatically. And remember, you can find me every single day on the internet at therandyreport.com, where I follow the daily news cycle in terms of politics, pop culture, and entertainment news of interest to the LGBTQ community. Thanks for listening, folks. See you next time.